0: All right, flowing in the spirit. Uh, So Luke 9, and we'll park at verse 62. All uh, right, two. it says, uh, and Jesus said unto him, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Now, again, Jesus, uh, we don't always have time to get into all these things. You get the results of my study. I wish I could every day with seminary class, you know. So there's customs and manners. Uh, we'll go through that in a five-fold ministry class. We'll go over customs and manners, but different customs and times. Jesus respected the customs. He just wasn't bound by them. As it was his custom, he went into the synagogue, right? Um, but a lot of times we, you know, we, we, we say, eh, it's taken out of context. Historical context? Literal context? There's a few contexts. But, but in this particular case, there's, they, they, you know, a lot of agriculture going on here, a lot of farming. And so they would farm, and, and they would, you know, have these oxen taking these plows and you have your hand on the plow. And, and the thing about, again, I know I'm, I'm from Brick City, New Jersey, but I know a little bit about agriculture where when you plant those things, they have to be straight in a row. Like you can't plant zigzag and you can't plant too close together because what happens is the crop will grow and they'll start to pull on the nourishment for the other crop and kill it. So you, you, it's, it's, oh, it has to be proper social distancing. Y'all relate to that, right? <laughs> the plants have to. So, 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 when you put your hand to the plow and it's going straight, if you look back, you got to take your hand off the plow, and it could go outside the lines, off course. So he puts his hands to the plow and look back is not fit for the kingdom because there's a narrow way that leads to life and peace, not a broad way, not all over the place, right? Right? Uh, Matthew 7:13. All right, but, but let's, let's bring this in context of what, we, what we've been talking about. We've been talking about flowing in spirit, and you say we have to discern the spirit's leading. Remember, we talked about that last week. So, so let's look at it from this, play, this standpoint. He that puts his hand to the plow and looks back, question God's leading or, or, or discernment is not fit for the kingdom. Because God is leading you down that narrow path, right? That, that this is the way. It's real simple. Hey, this is the way. But we're tempted to go our own way, right? So, so if God, oh, this is good. So God's leading you. Come on, come on. Follow me. Come on, follow me. So you're following, but you're tempted to look back. But yeah, but, you know, you're tempted to look back. It says you're not fit for the kingdom. I know some people that's gotten accidents looking back, getting distracted, right? You can't, you can't drive a car looking through the rearview mirror. You, have you heard that one? You know why, right? <laughs> you gonna crash, <laughs> right? You imagine you driving your car, you looking through the rear view mirror, you see what's behind you. You gonna crash, right? And that's what he's saying. Just, yeah, yeah. Just come on, come on. Just say, so. Oh no, stay right here, stay right here, right? And all all of his discernment or his leading is keeping us in line, in harmony, in step with what he purpose for us to do, right? All right. So let's look at uh, Matthew six. I read it earlier in Master Life class, but I put it in my notes because we were, I don't know if it was God talk or whatever, but Jamal actually uh, uh, highlighted the Amplified version of this scripture, and he didn't know it lined up with the message today, but you know how we do. We're all trying to flow in the spirit together, right? And so I'm going to read it out of the Amplified since Jamal mentioned the Amplified when he discussed it. It says the eye is the lamp of the body, right? Just picture a lamp. Eye is the lamp of the body. It says, so if your eye is clear, spiritually perceptive, your whole body will be full of light, right? Benefiting from God's precepts. It says, but if your eye is bad, spiritually blind, your whole body, we can hear you, Minister Lamar. Your whole body will be full of darkness, devoid of God's precepts, right? It says, so if the very light inside of you, your inner self, your heart, your conscience is darkness, how great and terrible is that darkness, right? So when I read this, I was like, if the light in us is dark, God could be communicating, but we can't see. We're clouded from picking up that leading, that signal, that discernment, right? Right? So, we, so, so again, uh, this is an audible, so you won't, they, they, you won't have this on the screen, but Psalm 119, 130, the entrance of the word bringeth light. It gives understanding to the simple, right? So, so that means when the word goes in me, and I've shared this thousands of times, but but uh, when a word goes in me, it brings light. The Bible says darkness can't master light in John 1 5. It can't comprehend light, it can't control light. Matter of fact, in any room you've ever been in, when it's dark and the lights go on, darkness leaves without any negotiation. So imagine if you're clouded, you have darkness because of pain. Because of, it uh, could be compromise, it could be fear, whatever. But, but adversary is always trying to inject darkness in us. That's why he wants us caught up in lust and different things like that. That's, how he want, that's why he wants us intoxicated. We'll get into that in a little bit. Because he doesn't want us to pick up God's signal, his, his, his leading. Here, is God saying, here, go this way. But if you cloud it or you blind, you know, he's telling you, hey, look, look. You, if you, if, if you, we taught, remember that we taught on the deaf and dumb spirit about two, three years ago. Yeah. So if you deaf and dumb, you can't hear. You deaf, dumb, and blind, you can't see. So you're like, you know, you, you, you just can't see. Only way you can even follow him is you have to be connected. He, he have to grab your hand. You got to touch him. You got to be close enough to touch him. So you have to be in his presence, right? See how I slipped that back in there, Jamal? See, see that? Uh, Gerard, that's Jamal back there. (laughs) I'm paying attention. All right, right. right, so 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 this is the thing. Like like like, God is trying to lead us, and He wants He needs us clear enough to pick up His signal, right? Mm -hmm. He he says, "I haven't given you a spirit of fear, but power." I know that's not. Yeah, I don't have that scripture either. But Second Timothy, uh, one seven, power, right? Love and what? Sound mind, which is a what? A clear thinking mind, Amen. right? It is. Right? Clear thinking, right? Because think about it. when we're frustrated, we're overwhelmed. There's just so much. Like, you, you know, life is kind of, well, as we're growing, it's kind of, all right, I think I know what to do. Then somebody gives you, okay, you need to do this, but this has more accountability and responsibility to it. And this doesn't seem as much fun on the front end. So your thought is, but if I give up this fun, remember talking to my son about purpose. Yeah, he had to be like 17, 18. And I, I told this story before too. Where he's like, how do you know? And, and I know what he was thinking. He was like, if you are right, I got to change. But if maybe it's possibly not going to happen the way you planned out, I can still have some of this what I think is fun. Right? And then we all are thinking like that. You, you, you're caught between what you're doing what you want to do, what they told you to do, and what God is telling you to do. And there's something in you to go, ah, it's, ah, ah. Which you asked the family, you asked the, the family, uh, why don't people follow God? And, uh, and my granddaughter said, and my son, right? Because uh, I don't think they believe, right? Right? It was like, I don't think they believe. And then my, my little granddaughter said, appreciation, meaning lack of it. <laughs> A lack of appreciation, right? This was a great, great family discussion, <laughs> right? And, and it is. Sometimes we just don't believe, right? It's hard to believe. So my grandson, he, was, uh, he had tryouts. I, I, I got, got into the city, and an hour later, I'm in granddaddy duty. Well, we get, he had tryouts, so it was last day. Somebody ran into his, his calf thigh leg or something, and my, and my grandson rarely cries about anything, and he can handle pain. You know, he's, he's 13 years old, he, you know, he's a soldier, but he was in pain. I could tell his eyes was tearing, and he could barely walk, and he loves playing basketball. So he ain't sitting down because of some pain, but he sat down. He was not getting up. So I prayed for him, we walking out, he, you know, he's, he's limping on out, and you could just tell, he was just like, am I gonna play, am I gonna be able to play this weekend, this, that, and the other. I said, I said, I pray for you, you would be fine. Right? So we go home and we talk through some things. So we come over the next day. He said, Grandpa, it worked. He said, he said, man, I'm feeling if I woke up this morning and nothing's bothering me. But then he said something else. He said, I didn't believe it at first. He said, I didn't even believe you. Right? He said, he said, but. I, I'm doing fine. <laughs> I, I can go. You know, I can jump around. I can do. I can make my moves. What, what What happened? He operated the same way a lot of us happen. You hear something that's godly, something that's outside of the possible realm, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And and your first thought is, ah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Operate the same way he did, and so. We got to sharpen ourselves when, when we get these leadings, when, when God's in operation when he's present, we attach our faith immediately. Like we don't, our first option can't be the question, right? We got to shift where our first option is faith, right? All right. So, so let's talk about, uh, this discernment and leading or this unction, um, different manifestations of this thing because this is how when we're to flow in the holy spirit you got to know when the holy spirit is flowing remember when that wave is going by you don't get wet looking at the water you got to jump in but you got to know the holy spirit flowing to know to jump in he's moving here i'm at the grocery store if the holy spirit says oh you need to go talk to that person you got to know it's the holy spirit and flow somebody needs prayer you got to know and flow. You got to pray, right? Does that make sense? You got to be following. You got to be, man, you got to make those God moves, right? You got to be leading. You never know what God's trying to do. So it starts off with a perception. Remember spiritual perception? We just read that, that light is in you. There's a spiritual perception. You can see some things spiritually. And that's the challenge. We're so natural. We can't even pick up what's happening in the spirit realm. We talked about it last week, 1 Corinthians 2.14. Uh, the natural man can understand the things of God for their spirit to be discerned. So I don't want to feed the natural, Stephanie. I want to feed the spirit. I want to pick up what God's doing. It says, it says uh, I have not seen nor ear have heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for us. It says, but, but the spirit knows the deep, searches the deep things of God. So when I'm led with the Holy Spirit, he's showing us the deep things. He's showing us the treasures hidden in earthen vessels. He's leading us and guiding us into all things that God richly set up for us to enjoy. I was talking to the Lord this morning after running. He was like, a lot of people seem to appreciate some of the things I've done in your life, but you ain't doing nothing. He said, and sometimes I see you, you, you're, you're, you back off of, of if it's going to be too shiny. Like, if if, if I'm going to really give you stuff, you'll back off. you probably give away all you have just to make sure you can, you feel comfortable with what I'm about to give you. He says, but as much as I can give you, Keith, that ain't nothing in this earth. He said, and then your mind tells you sometimes, I, I, I definitely don't want to be rich. That's what your mind tells you. He says, but Abraham was rich. The scripture says he was greatly rich. He's in heaven. Jesus told a parable <laughs> of Abraham in heaven, right? He said, "So why are you doing this?" He said, "As much as you could ever attain on this earth, it fa- fails to compare to what you'll have in heaven." Right? This is a conversation with the Lord. It's all gonna make sense here. So perception, perception is a way of discernment. Scripture says in John 6:15. John 6:15. It says. When Jesus perceived that they would come and make him king by force, not by appointment by God, king by force, he departed to the mountains. But he perceived, he discerned what they would do. They hadn't made him king. There was no campaign yet. He picked it up. John 6, 15. Uh, Mark 14, 14, 27 through 31. Mark 14. So, this, this, this discernment, this ability to see, pick up what's happening, um, is a perception, a spiritual perception. Mark 14, 27, it says, But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And um, I'm in Matthew, sorry. I'm on I'm Matthew, Jesus walking on the water. <laughs> My bad, wrong scripture. I was in Matthew 14. Look, Peter had to pick up when Jesus said, come on out here on the boat and discern that I can walk on the water. So I just added that to... <laughs> all right, 27. It says, and Jesus said unto them, all ye shall be offended because of me this night. Now, they're not offended yet. 1427, Right? That's what I said, right? Yeah, Mark. No, I said I was in Matthew, but I should have been in Mark. My, my bad. That's my fault. It's my fault. I'll give you a chance to get there. <laughs> well, we tell you he's listening. <laughs> Heard me say Matthew. Okay. So Mark uh, 1427. It says, Jesus said unto them, all ye shall be offended because of me this night. Right? Now, this is before they're ever offended. It says, for it is written, I will smite the shepherd and the sheep shall be scattered. He says, but after that, I am risen and I will go before you in Galilee. But Peter said unto him, although all shall be offended, yet <laughs> will not I. Now I'm not going to be offended. So, we <laughs> see. One person speaking by the flesh, the other person speaking by the spirit. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, that this day, even in this night, before the cock crowed twice, thou shalt deny me thrice. Jesus is a poet. It says, But he spake the more vehemently, If I should die with thee, I will not deny thee in any wise likewise, also said they all. So, here you have a conversation where Jesus is perceiving, picking up, he's getting closer to what's about to happen to him. And he's telling them what's going to happen. And he says, a lot of people are going to get offended. They're going to shift based on the pressure of what's going to happen. So, it was, it's like we talked about in discipleship class their, their true character is about to be revealed, <laughs> right? Remember, we talk about life messages, the character is, 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 is your character. So, Peter out of zeal goes, oh, no, 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 I'm not going to offend thee. See, a lot, of, a lot of us say what we're going to do and that's why sometimes we get frustrated when we're not where we want to be because we, we, we think because we speak how we'll handle it, we'll handle it a certain way. No, it's not about what you say. It's about what's in you and your ability to handle it. So, so Jesus said, oh, no, 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 dude, before the cock crow twice, you're going to deny me thr- thrice, with three times. And then he, oh, no, I'll never, if I got to die, you know. And, and, then, and all the other disciples said the same thing. But we know the story in the garden, right? When the soldiers came, it, now, they it said they just took off. They just all took off. Like, they, t- they said they was ready to die right here. But under pressure, what happened? They all took off. And who denied them three times? Yo, wasn't you with uh, Jesus? You? Man, I wasn't with Jesus. Wasn't you with Jesus? Then at one point it said he cursed and sweared. Right? So remember, we talked about this morning, we think we had a certain character ready for ministry. But if you can still curse, it's in you. Right? So why is it so quiet? <laughs> hey, amen! <laughs> No, but that's not, I said it this morning, that's not putting nobody down. That's just a measure to say, hey, I got I to gotta, I gotta baptize myself more in Christ. Like you ever put something in water and you was trying to clean off the dirt and you put it in water and you came out and it was still dirty? You didn't, you didn't get mad and get offended, did you? You put it back in the water until the dirt came off. Let it soak, right? right? You let it soak, right? And you probably shook it in the water a little bit, right? To make sure it got clean. So, if you, if, if, if you hear something like, if, if, if curse is still in you, if you curse, it may still be in you, that's nothing to get offended about. Take yourself, baptize yourself in Christ, and shake it a little bit, <laughs> right, till the dirt come off, that's right? 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 Like, we be getting all offended. How are you going? Listen, why? Why are we doing this? Why we keep breaking the thermostat because it ain't saying the temperature that we wanted to say? Or it's not at the temperature that we believe this should have been at? Or we felt like it was at? Why we keep breaking the thermostat? Why don't we just change the temperature, man? Why, why, why is that so hard in the body? Yeah, What'd you say, Ed? Yeah, make the adjustment. It's okay. Set a new target. Right? What's wrong with that? I watched my grandson believe he was at a certain place. And he's doing well as far as his basketball game. We had some conversation and he, he heard some adjustments. But he wasn't in the whole, man. You, uh, I can play already. I don't need to do this. What you trying to say? I ain't got no game. No, I'm trying to say add this to your game. You see what I'm saying? I'm not saying, no, you got game. He got game. But let's add this. Let, let's, let's take this and it'll prepare you for the next level of pressure, right? Same with us. But we go, oh, are you trying to say I'm not? I, I, I love God. Are you trying to say I don't love God? No one's trying to say anything. No one's focusing on what you are or not. We're giving you what God says you need to go to the next level. Is that all? What did you say, baby? That's all. <laughs> Right? Like there was a situation where in Acts chapter 14, verse 9, that Paul perceived they had faith to be healed. Look, look, look. So that means you can roll up on somebody that doesn't have faith to be healed. So let's say if you just go up on every situation in your own zeal, the Bible says, lay lay hands on no man suddenly, and a person don't have faith to be healed. So now somebody's viewing you, is this a man of God? And you pray for somebody that don't have faith to be healed. It it is God using your vessel, but them attaching their faith, right? So now it looks like well, God don't work. Well, God didn't tell you to pray for the person because he would he he probably led you. They don't have faith to be healed. They have so much unbelief. Every time healing drop on them, it, it evaporates, right? So 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 perception is important as we're growing. In discernment, and we always talk to, told you that uh, discernment is a knowing or an unction. 1 John 2.20, you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. You, know, you, you just know. You operate, uh, you know, as I've had the opportunity to serve ministers to grow, I always say, "Unless you got to get to a place where you operate in a knowing. Like, you can't be guessing when you're praying for somebody. You just can't. And it's not like you're praying for somebody like you you or you're so special. Like, I'm not praying for nobody for healing because I'm a healer. I'm not a healer. I'm praying as a representative and an agent, a vessel for the healer to, 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 to be inside, go through, to, uh, to uh, extend that healing to that person, for them to attach their faith to it. But I'm, I, you know. People have been healed as a result of us praying, but we didn't heal them. Jesus is the healer. You, know, you see what I'm saying? So, so but, but there's a knowing that, oh, pray for them. Like We're at the game, and, and the Holy Spirit said, pray for your grandson. Like, you may think, well, it's your grandson. Why are you just in prayer automatically? Because I'm going to make sure. Because if he don't have faith to be healed. Then I misrepresent God to my grandson. Well, you prayed for me, granddaddy. Granddaddy. <laughs> and, uh, and it didn't work. But when the Lord leads you to do something, things are going to happen. What you got? You said, you glad I'm pray- I prayed for you? Oh, I'm going to bring that up. It's coming. It's in the next section. Okay. <laughs> 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 she said, "She's glad I pray for her, but I'll, I'll explain that in a second when we get to uh, warnings." <laughs> All right, so, so uh, John chapter four, John chapter one, verse forty-eight. I'm, I'm going through some of these because I just want to want you to have them. But so please write down the scriptures, or you have them on the screen, so you could write them down. It Says Nathanael said unto him, "Whence knowest thou me?" Jesus answered and said unto him. Before that, that Philip Philip called thee, when thou was under the fig tree, I saw thee. So, Nathaniel, Nathaniel, he rose up on Nathaniel, and Jesus talking to him like he knows him, breaking stuff down. He said, how do you even know me? He says, man, I knew you before Philip came and and told you to come with us when you was under the tree. Jesus was nowhere around the tree. But, But he discerned, he picked up. (laughs) right? He perceived, right? You know, or he knew. He says, I knew you, right? Uh, Let's go to Mark 8, 16 and 17. Mark 8. So, you know, know, again, we're going to be in positions where we're going to need to pick up what the Holy Spirit is doing and flow with him. And so we have to sharpen our discernment, right? Like we talked about last week. And, and, and these are some examples of what happens when your discernment is sharp. So Mark chapter 8, verse 16, it says, And they reason among themselves, saying, It is because we have no bread. But Jesus said, uh, Beware of the Pharisees, for the leaven leavens the whole loaf. Right? You know, like, you put the wrong thing in it, you know, the whole loaf or the, the whole cake is going to crash. Right? They was like, Man, it's probably because we said we had no bread. Look, it's verse 17. And when Jesus knew it, he perceived what they were thinking. Without, he said unto them, why reason ye because ye have no bread? Perceive ye not yet? Look, so he's saying, you don't discern what I'm saying by now? You're not picking up? He says, neither understand? Have ye, have ye your heart yet hardened? Now, I'll just read verse 18. He says, having eyes, see ye not? Having ears, hear ye not? Do you not remember? And he, he talked about when he broke the fire. He said, I already called on heaven and fed people. You think I'm on my bread right now? <laughs> I can get bread. I already showed you I can get bread. But he's saying, like, you guys haven't elevated. He's been around me all this time. You haven't been able to pick up or discern or process this spiritual communication that's going forth. Like, like, like you're still, he said, is your heart's hard? So, so, so he could be saying to us, you're not picking up what I'm doing. You're not picking up my flow. Is, is your heart hard? What have you done to harden your heart? What have you taken in that's contaminated your ability to pick up what I'm doing? Uh, we'll go over to Mark 9. Let's go to Mark 9. So another, so that's, uh, we, said, we talked about the knowing. Uh, knowing is a part of... Uh, Spiritual discernment, we said perception is, but also prophetic direction. You know, picking up prophetic direction. So Mark 9, verse 30. Mark 9, verse 30. It says, and and they departed thence and passed through Galilee, and he would not that any man should know it. For he taught his disciples and said unto them, uh, the son of man is delivered into the hands of men, and they shall kill him. And after that he is killed, he shall rise the third day. But they understood not the saying and were afraid to ask him. See, they didn't pick up what he was saying. He was speaking on his future. He here got a knowing of the prophetic direction, and he picked up. It's about to, it's basically, it's about to be on. It's about to happen. Um, John 6, 6. And this he said to prove them. Knew what he would do. This he said to prove them, for he knew what he would do. Right? He had an he, he a, a unction in knowing what he would do. Luke 2.26. I know I'm going through these real fast, but it is on the video so and the audio, so you can, you can get them. Luke 2.26. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. It was so. So, you, the person thought they were dying, but the Holy Spirit revealed unto him. No, no, you're not going to see death until you see Christ, right? So, so he picked up the prophetic direction. He discerned. So, so what this is, is is flowing in the Holy Spirit is recognizing that still small voice. The Holy Spirit, God's leading. It's not operating in a. It's not competing. You ever heard? You ever been in a crowd and somebody's competing to talk like they just got to talk over everybody, right? Well, well, they're they're they. I gotta be heard! I gotta be heard! Well, in that in the midst of that conversation, the Holy Spirit is present, but he ain't he ain't screaming. Still small voice. See, because with a still small voice, you got to shut out all that noise to hear, right? So he's not competing. It's a still. Remember. Uh, there was an earthquake. He wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? There's was thunder. He wasn't there. But there was a still, small voice, right? And that leading is a still, small voice. And so going back to what we said about uh, the word bringing light, that light flushing out the darkness, it flushes out all those other voices so you can hear clearly to what God is saying. Because some people wonder sometimes, was that God? I just heard that pastor say, he heard from God. I, I used to sit in the back of church and be like, that guy just said he heard from God. Like, God talked to him? Like, how did he talk to him? Was it like the Ten Commandments movie? Moses! Like, was it like that? Or, like, how did he just talk? Did he hear from God really? And I believed that way until I started hearing from God. I was like, wow. Like, he did, he did talk, and I didn't start hearing from God until I started to sanctify myself set myself apart, cut out all the stuff that was clouding my vision, right? And this is the thing. You can't always um, hear him in the hype. You can't always hear God in the hype, but you can hear him in the holy. You can't always hear him in the hype, but you can hear him in the holy. And see, so sometimes in this world, they want us caught up. Uh, we're, we're about to do a message either next Sunday or the Sunday after, caught up in keeping up, Right? They want you caught up, so with all this hype going on, you can't hear him. You can't pick up his leading. But in the holy, oh, you you hear him all day, and it'll be clear, Gerard. It'll be like, just like Stephanie, Gerard. You know, like when you know the voice, don't you? He'd be like, man, what I do now, what you want, right? You'll hear that voice that clear. He said, that's about right. <laughs> you <that> ain't fair. <laughs> Did you get an elbow on that one? All right, so all right, so so, uh, <laughs> so so Acts 3, so prophetic direct, Acts 3.14. Acts 3.14. I'm just I'm I know I'm taking my time because I want us to to have the the, the research or the documentation for us to understand that we actually can hear from God we really can hear from God. Like we, we can hear from God. We could, we could hear from God every day. And so the decision that you, were, you have to make and the decision that you've been pondering on, only you and God knows God is saying, I'm right here in my presence. When you get in my presence, the answers will be so clear. And when you hear the answers, follow exactly what he tells you to do. Did you get that? Good. All right, so... Acts three fourteen. All right, so it says, but but ye denied the holy one and the just and desired a murderer to be granted unto you. <laughs> right, so <laughs> they was unable to discern God's anointed one. So, so remember, this pilot was like, hey man, so you, we got you know we got this, we got these thieves and we got Jesus. Right? Like they was unable to, to, to discern the anointed one. He's right there. Remember, he came into his own and they received him not. Like, think about all we hear about Jesus. Jesus comes to you and say, listen, I just want to roll with you. I, just, I want us to be so tight where as one. And we go, I don't know how to think about that. Because me and Shakira, we've been cool for a long time. I don't know. Like, if I'm going to be kicking it with you, then Shakira is going to feel bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, really? Like, that's a negotiation? <laughs> Jesus! And that's what that's what has been happening throughout history. You know, people have been selecting murderers and compromisers, and 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 um, pe- actually, some people have been selecting people that don't even like them. Like, some people spend a lot of time around people that don't like them, using them, controlling them, and Jesus has come along and said, "Hey, I'll be your friend." And I appreciate you just for who you are. And we're like, I don't know, because I've been with them for a long time. They're going to be upset. We've been rolling like we, we, we roll dogs. Okay, now measure the relationship based on your advancement and purpose. Now what are we doing? Now, some people will sit there and go, well, you know, I just haven't gotten there yet. Does it take that long for you to realize that that could be kryptonite? That could be a weight, and you could be, you're saying yes to something and no to something else. So, you're saying yes to this relationship at the expense of Christ. So, so, you, you, you ever, so, so some of y'all have gone through this. So, you're you rolling with family. Family goes everywhere. They do everything. We have fun. Then you meet a girlfriend or a boyfriend, right? And all of a sudden, you don't have time for family no more, and you're hiding the relationship. Like, you know, like, you're, you're, and then when, when people start questioning your a relationship, you trip on them. You know what I'm saying? Like, you trip. Well, what's changed? You. Right? Like, you know, I, I used to tell my son, like, we're the same parents. So your mama changed your diaper before you was ever going to be a basketball player or anything. Some of these people show up when, as soon as you, be, you get good. But She ain't know if you was going to be good, great, or indifferent, but she showed smelled your mess up close and personal, (laughs) right? So that person's there for you, for you. How many people are there for you? Some people are with you because you allow them to compromise. Some people are there because you make them feel better about their compromise because they know you, you, they see you better than them, but if you compromise it, they don't feel as bad. This person, great, and they rolling with me. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so I know that. Uh, switch topics, Pastor. Let's get back to the point. Taking these little side journeys, we don't want to hear that right now. Okay. All right, so we have to be able to discern. Look, even in Mark one twenty four, the demons recognized Jesus and saw him. Look, look, Mark one. Go to Mark one. This is what's so interesting. He came into his own and received him. Now, some of them didn't even recognize and value who he was. Well, look here, uh, Mark 1, 24. Well, we'll start with 23. Mark 1, 23. It says, and there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. Even a demon recognized, this is the man right here. And I need to adjust whatever I do in his presence. Jesus show up and people still operate business as usual as if he's not there because they can't pick him up in the spirit. They can't recognize. It's, it's a, a spiritual discernment. So the key here is what we're trying to lock in on here is flowing in the spirit, but never able to pick up that signal. Pick up that prophetic direction. Pick up that knowing. Pick up that perception, right? Basically, pick up his voice. Remember, we talked about earlier, he's communicating things. But if you put your hand to the power and look back, you may start questioning what he's telling you to do, right? You may just start questioning him. Let's go to John 10. Because some of you are in a crucial situation. Uh, situations and God gave advanced information on the teaching on crucial and unpopular decisions right? God gave advanced information on crucial and unpopular decisions right? So God has always given us as we talk about here the church advanced information but sometimes depending on what we've allowed to either heart our heart or cloud us right? We don't have a clear thinking mind we can't pick up his signal so, uh, John 10, 4 says this. Uh, it says, and when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, and they know his voice. So, so remember I told you, just, even if they're deaf, dumb, and blind, they, they, well, obviously they're not deaf and dumb, even if they're blind, they know his voice. Come on, come on, just follow me, just go straight, just go straight. And we did an exercise in a... In a marriage uh, a seminar, you know, where the husband's, the husband's wife had to trust each other. They had to know that voice. They had to follow the exact direction. Because they didn't, they was going to get snapped with a mousetrap. But they had to trust the person. Follow exactly what they told them to do. Hear their voice. So it says, my sheep hear my voice, right? Well, what it, says, it says, no, for they know his voice, right? Look, verse 5. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Now, the interesting thing is we're not discerning God's voice, but we're also not discerning the stranger's voice. So strangers are leading us out of the presence of God. Remember, the goal is to get in the presence or leading us out of the presence of God, right? And, and that's dangerous because... Um, we, we, we end up in places that some, some of us can, but some of us can't recover from, right? And so, so we're not, we have to properly discern or pick up how to flow with the Spirit and not flow outside of the Spirit or grieve the Spirit, right? See, see, that's why we have the Holy Spirit. So let's go here, John 14. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. This is great. John 14. Verse 26. Now, 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 this is the, the, the understanding um, of Jesus is talking to the disciples. He's discerning it's about time for him to go. Disciples get concerned. Like, like, like we have uh, direction, we have help, we have assistance. Like, we, we was, I was talking about my grandson with a, another, actually, I was talking to Kelly, and we were just talking, and we were talking about how. Like I, I, like, like my grandson was just eating up the information, because he felt he, like, he was understood. That's what he told you. He said, "Grandpa, understand me, right?" He felt he was being understood, and so, so he felt at peace. Well, the disciples felt they were understood because they was with Jesus, and Jesus told my leaving. <laughs> like, just with, just, just when you thought it was safe to go in the water, Jesus is leaving right? And Jesus said, don't worry, I'm going to leave you a comforter. So he's not, so Jesus doesn't think there's anything wrong with having comfort, having people, someone around you to help you through, right? He says, oh, oh, look, look, uh, verse 26. He says, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, in my character, it says, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I've said to you, because you know with Jesus there you can always say, "Now Jesus, what about this? I know you told me something, but what did you say?" You can always say, "What did you say?" Yeah, my grandson was like, "Now, now, now, how do I do that move?" So they worried that that Jesus is leaving, and we didn't take good notes. <laughs> you know, they're like, "Oh man, like did, did, uh, now, what was that one thing he said when, uh, when he was on the mountain? You saw it was blessed a hunger." Was it hunger and thirst or hunger and spit? Like, what? oh, man, you should have wrote it down. Like, you know, no, he was like, I'm going to send you a comforter. Look, he's going to bring everything to your remembrance that I told you. But the trip is he's been doing that ever since. But some people haven't been picking up on the signal. They haven't been picking up on the Holy Spirit's leading. Every time we get into a situation, he's telling us what Jesus would say. He's giving us the wisdom to get through it. He's reminding us of this word. But if we're not having sharpened our discernment, if we've dulled our senses through intoxications, we haven't, able to pick up to, we haven't been able to pick up the signal. So, the Holy Spirit has come really to make the signal clearer. You're trying to, well, what is God saying on this one? Holy Spirit is there to make it clearer. Look at, uh, go over to John 16. It's right over in the same area. Verse 13. It says, how... It says, how be it when he, the spirit of truth, talking about the Holy Spirit, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that he shall speak. And he will show you things to come. He, he's, he'll guide you into fulfillment. He's gotten he has advanced information. Right? See, see. This was the whole deal in, in, in Genesis 11:6. 6. It said that, uh, it says everybody, this is when for the first, because God's whole goal wasn't for everybody to be together. There was of one language, one speech, and it said that nothing could be restrained from them that they imagined to do. They was, they, they was in agreement, but their goal was not God's will. We talked about that master life, right? So, and, and if you really study it out, because the Bible wasn't necessarily, the books are not, not necessarily in sequence. It was it, it, uh, Nimrod with his hating self, but the devil used him because he was trying to get to heaven, got kicked out. So now he tried to use those that he can influence on the earth to build the tower to heaven. He's still trying, like he didn't learn the lesson the first time, right? So God says, hey, look, they're building a tower to heaven. He says, and they're all in one mind and one speech and nothing can be restrained from them that they imagine to do. It's the power of agreement, right? He said, let's confound their language. And that's when people start dis- dispersing because they had different languages. So, you know, you go into an environment, you, you attract the people that are speaking your language. You know, even if you're, we live here in the United States, if somebody's from your hometown and you're out of college, you attract to that person because you feel like you can relate to them better, right? So, everybody was scattered until the day of Pentecost. That's when everybody came back together. The Holy Spirit. See, the scattering was for. The scattering wasn't it. It wasn't done. It was to place a demand for a need to understand each other. And that demand for the need would place a demand on the Holy Spirit being in our lives. Right? Case in point, Acts chapter 2. When they all came back together, who showed up? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit speaks everybody's language, right? The Holy Spirit speaks everybody's language. So this is the thing. How do we help God fitly join us if we work to sow discord through intoxications? So God's trying to bring us back together. Remember, he's trying to get us back in his presence. He wants us in agreement. So how do we help him if we keep clouding ourselves? So the more we're clocked, th- this is the thing. I, I, I'm just being real with y'all, transparent and everything. So I remember, so uh, I had stopped getting really high, you know, like freebasing Coke and all the stuff I was doing. And I I, I reduced it down to uh, moderation because someone told me, it's not in the Bible, but someone told me, you can do anything you want as long as it's in moderation. Now, I didn't ask any questions, Trina, because... I didn't really want to totally stop. So why would I question moderation? <laughs> Sounds like a good thing. At least I can, you know, still hang around with some of this stuff, you know. And so, so I remember when I, I, when I, I worked in up New, upstate New York where I lived in New Jersey, so when I would go to New York, I would say I'm going to the mountains. And I'd work out, stuff like that. But when I come back, see, in New York, they didn't just sell, well, okay, so. Okay. Uh, some of this stuff uh, that, uh, how can I put it? It's not, um, how can I do it? I'm trying to ex- do it. I forgot. I forgot. I just totally lost my mind that we have a different type of service. Uh, so let me see how I can put this. Um, some of these branches that people uh, 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 put in flames, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, some of them came in shake form, like crumbled form. Like we, that, that's what you would get in the hood, like the shake, we call it the shake. But I would come home with a whole branch, like one whole branch is <laughs> the best way I could put it. all right, right? Yeah, there you go, <laughs> right? And so, so, so when I came home, I, I, I was in a, a compromised relationship then, so I walk in, and you got two people on the same page. Oh, how you doing? How you doing? No problem. And and I would be uh, 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 preparing uh, what we were supposed to do, right? Preparing. Yeah. Preparing the branch, right? And so I I throw the person a branch, and I have a branch, right? Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Well, yeah. You t- Whisper to your wife, because she's, she's she over there going. Yeah. So you you... Yeah, just give give, 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 hey, whisper to your wife that I'm talking about what she used to do. Okay, look, I'm gonna help you out when you was in Asheville. All right, so, right. So, 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 I, so I throw the person a branch, a rolled-up branch, and I have a rolled-up branch, right? And so, so once I once I got that branch inside me. Now I start thinking inside myself, the person starts thinking inside themselves. So now in the conversation, from some uh, cordial conversation, what you trying to say? What you mean by that? What, What you say? Well, I didn't say that, did you say? Full blown argument, why? Because now we're separated, we're in ourself. Everything in this world that soothes you feeds you selfishness, everything. And so, yes, you may be comfortable in self, but you can't interact with the whole. You'll find yourself in a lot of missed understanding. Well, we, we go on a honeymoon and we're, we're happy, we're married. I'll show you the pictures. I got a big Kool Aid smile like that. <laughs> but then we decide to get some beverages, that, that was easier. And next thing you know, what she trying to say? What you mean by that? You don't care about this? So I leave. Now, mind you, we're in a foreign place. I leave the apartment, leave her by herself. Not apartment, hotel. By herself. We're in the Bahamas. She by herself. I really didn't go far. She did. but, but the fact is, you're in a room, you think you're by yourself. I was like, I was striking this. I could see the room for where I was sitting. <laughs> you know. Uh, but the whole point is, what? We took something intoxication. What does it say? I'm taking toxins inside me. They're going to cloud me from having a clear vision, and I'm going to miss an understanding. I'm not going to discern properly. Right. See, that's, listen, everybody here has choice. So, so I'm, not, I'm not stealing choice. I'm just letting you know the, the reality of the effect of it. Right? And, and guess what? What I just said, without me... Don't nobody, everybody looks straight ahead. We won't know it's you. Some of y'all relate to exactly what I just said. And I wasn't there. So you know what's the truth? You just got to decide, do you want to excuse it or change it? Everybody has that choice. Do you want to keep tolerating it and risk the results like it getting worse and worse? Or do you want to change it and start to build into fulfillment and peace? See, everybody has that choice. Because cause we're counseling people in hindsight going, you know something? I saw it coming. I was told it was coming. I know God was, re- was, was revealing to me it was coming, but I just didn't want to change. I would rather be comfortable than in communion. That's just something to think about, okay? Are we good? So, so this is the thing. The goal is God has is trying, been trying to bring us back together for a while. And we can two walk together unless they be agreed. Here we are this. Imagine the children of Israel following Moses and everybody's all over the place. So when it's part, you got 300,000 people down here. You got another 50,000 over here. You got another 25,000 climbing some mountain because they think that's the way out, right? You know, you got all these different folk, and then you just had a few at that point, at that path, that God was opening the sea. And you got somebody up on the mountain go, He opened the sea? That was the way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And trying to rush down the mountain, and they just get down there with fire on them get, get drowned, right? See, so 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 we gotta be able to pick up accurately what's going on. I, I, I shared this movie with you guys. Uh, it's called Wind Talkers. Uh, it's an old movie where what was happening is they were fighting the enemy. Cause this is I don't I, I wasn't in the military, but you know, I I try to learn a little bit about everything, right? And I, I always like watch war war movies and westerns, you know, for years. So so, so what I learned is, so you have these battleships, so, 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 and so the battleships, they, they, they're bombing on land, but the people, the ground troops, are sharing with them the coordinates and where they're supposed to bomb. And so, so if, they say, if they share this coordinate, they bomb that area where the enemy is, the troops advance. Share the coordinates, bomb, the troops advance. Well, they were sharing the coordinates, and the enemy was picking up the signal and moving. So they will bomb, figuring they could advance, and they will get ambushed. So they said, how are they pick up on our signal, man? How they know all our codes? So they saw these Indians communicate and they said, wait a minute, man. Let's make them the radio man. And they can communicate. The enemy can't pick up their language. So every time we send a signal, they won't get the code. Right? Whoa. (laughs) Ain't nobody get it yet. Right? So, (laughs) this language and and flowing with the Holy Spirit, it's our code that the enemy can't pick up. So, he can't ambush us because he don't know where we're going. How be it in the Spirit we speak mysteries is what the Scripture says. So we properly discern what God's doing. We pick up what, what he's doing. We find ourselves traveling at a path. That's why some of us, uh, it's, it, it's kind of this is kind of an old joke. rich Pryor was in the, in, in the woods, and he said his friend was with him. He kept stepping on the leaves, making noise, which is, like, but you want to be quiet. But some of us are like, you, you ever see the, war, the movies where they shoot, and they say, keep your head down, keep your head down. And there's always somebody get up and get shot. Right, so some of us are revealing ourselves too soon and getting taken out. Because, we, because the communication to keep your head down, you didn't even hear. Your, the communication to be still and know that I'm God, you didn't hear. You, the, the communication, to be, you have need of patience. After you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise, you didn't hear. You got out ahead of God. You got out ahead of the protection. And you just get, keep getting picked off, all because you're not picking. See, the, the, it was communicated. Hey, hey, they're expecting us to go down this road, go this way. Everybody's going this way. You <laughs> you're going down this way and getting ambushed because you can't pick up the signal. We don't know what God's doing. Scripture says without vision, people perish. What's the other version? They, they do what? They stumble all over themselves. We're, not, we're supposed to be in agreement, not stumble all over ourselves. Right? We're supposed to flow together, not, not uh, sowing discord among the brethren. Right? That's one of the, the six things the Lord hates. Mm-hmm. Right? Or seven. There's seven things the Lord hates, but that's one of them in the list. Proverbs 6. Right? Right? We're stumbling all over ourselves. We're envious and jealous to situations which like, I'm supposed to help her fulfill her dreams. But God sent her my life so my dreams could be fulfilled. So I, what, what I sow precious seed in her life, I reap a harvest. So he sent her just to give me an opportunity to release the seed in the good ground because the seed that's not sown it's just a seed. It has no value. So he sent me good ground, and I discerned because I listened to him that this was the ground. And ever since I've been sown in this ground, my life has been blessed. Like, like, like giving all myself to this ground. And so God has done that. I've learned the same thing in ministry. Last church, 18 years, I gave, my whole, I gave myself, no matter what. We just talked about this. Because I told her, we were driving, and I said, I get it. Like, there's people that make everybody know what they're gifted at doing. There's, there, there, there's the, there, there's, she was like, but this person didn't, didn't realize what you could do. Why did they talk to you as if you're incompetent? Because I didn't go with my conditions all the time. Right? Isn't this the conversation we had? And, and what we talked about is, I said, "Well, sweetheart, let's look at all the people that wrestled for position, jockeyed, hustled. Uh, imagine walking around and all your degrees is, you, you know how on the birthday party they pin the, the money on you? They pin on your degrees, they pin on your resume, all your accomplishments, all your training. It's all over your body, everywhere you go." So everybody could see it. Like, you know, you were just walking around a walking billboard. I said, so let's look back at the walking billboards. I know some people may take this the wrong way, but not nobody here, but <laughs> people that was walking around billboards. Uh, I said, look at, what God, look at what's going on in their life, and I said, look at what God has done in our life without me being a walking billboard. There's some people that flat out thought I, I was incompetent. But I didn't really care if they thought I was incompetent, because I know I'm not. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, I know God loves me, and so, 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 so that's the whole point. I didn't jump up to be seen and get taken out too soon, because the Holy Spirit was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, chill. Be still. I got this. Just, just hey, hey, just go this way." No, 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 no. Whoa, whoa, wait. It, it says, you see the movie where they're talking to the person in the earpiece, and they, they got the whole the schematics of the whole building, and it says, okay, okay, stop. Oh, it was uh, the Matrix, but it was another movie where, where the, guy, the guy was in, in the, uh, oh, what's the movie with, a, with a oh, I can't think of the guy's name. I'm looking right at his name. Uh, but it, but he, he had a, a rifle. Uh, it might have been uh, two for the money or something like that, but he had a rifle. Denzel was in it. Guns. Two guns. Thank you, thank you, brother. <laughs> right. Well he was in he was inside the room. He said, he said, don't come out yet. He says, okay, he's walked by you. Now go to the next room. He says, he says, okay, all right. Slip over by the refrigerator. Like he just kept telling him what to do, right? Like ahead of time. That's what the Holy Spirit's doing with us. It's not that simple. You got to get your daily bread. You got to get specific instructions daily. You ain't get, no, you don't get all the information in one day. You get what you need in the moment. So you come back what? For some more bread the next day, right? Right. Well, but, but guess what? But if you're not discerning, you won't even get the you'll be sitting there, man, I'm hungry. I ain't getting no bread today. And all types of bread were served. <laughs> but you didn't pick it up because you didn't sharpen your discernment. And so now you're not flowing with the Holy Ghost. He'll show you things to come. Look, look, I have not seen nor ear have heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things that I prepare for. But it's revealed to us by who? The Holy Spirit. Because he searches the deep things of God. Are you kidding? So every day I want to clear out what's in the way of me not picking up the Holy Spirit's leading. Because it's not as simple as what I'm comfortable at. It's not as simple as what I'm intelligent at. It's not as simple as what I like. It's not as simple as what the circumstances are. It's just a leading. It's independent of the present circumstances that's going on in front of your face. It's way beyond that. Way beyond that. Right? That's all. Stand to your feet.